Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming new moon on August 8th, 2021, and it's going to occur around 1023 a.m. So first of all, please keep in mind, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer, which is different than the Western tropical astrology. So if you have been studying astrology in the United States or in Europe, it's likely you were introduced to the Western tropical system. So please keep in mind, I'm using a different system that you uses the astronomical placement of the planets at any given moment in time. That being said, if you would like to calculate your Vedic birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to calculate your Vedic birth chart. The other acknowledgement that I like to do at the beginning of these segments is that I live in Austin, Texas. So all the times that I use are going to be Central Standard Time. The time of the new moon will vary depending on where you are located on Earth. So this segment we are going to be dedicating pretty much entirely to the new moon. I usually do some other forecasting as well. If you're looking for other important dates and getting to know what's going to happen in the month of August, please listen to my previous segment I talked about. August and all the important transits to mark on your calendar. So one thing that I did not talk about in that segment that I wanted to talk about in this one is that we're seeing so much change right now around the globe. And we're seeing a lot of division and we're seeing a lot of confusion and we're seeing people really want different things and believe in different things. And first of all, remember that we are all individuals, right? It's like the world is comprised of individuals. And so it's super important for each of us to approach each other with acceptance and empathy and connection rather than looking for ways to keep ourselves separate and different, right? Rather than focusing on differences, focusing on the similarities. The other thing that I wanted to note is that in 2018, I believe it was at the end of 2018, maybe in November or December, maybe October, I don't quite remember. But in that segment, I was talking about Pluto's transit into the sign of Capricorn. And Pluto is power, it's control, it's like huge forces of control, and it represents explosive events as well. And Pluto was entering the sign of Capricorn. And Capricorn represents government structures. It represents the financial parts of our society. It represents the economy. Again, finances has to do with currency. And the last time that Pluto was in Capricorn, the United States was actually established. So the United States is having a Pluto return. But anyway, what I was talking about on that podcast was I was saying when Pluto enters Capricorn, and it entered Capricorn on February in February of 2020, it stayed there until June 2020 in which it retrograded, but then it re-entered again in December 2020. So think about the events that were happening around that time. 2020 was a crazy year. There was a lot of demolition. There was a lot of destruction. There were so many ups and downs. So again, Pluto entered Capricorn in February of 2020, stayed there for a couple of months, went retrograde and entered again in December 2020. And it's going to stay there for the next 20-ish years. Okay. And so when Pluto transits a sign, it kind of breaks it down. It breaks down the qualities of that sign so that there can be rebuilding. 
to keep it brief. And so as Pluto's transiting Capricorn, there we are going to see these breakdowns of structures, breakdowns of systems, breakdowns of currency, breakdowns of the financial ways that we've been doing things, and we are going to rebuild and reconstruct them. But these types of things, they don't happen overnight, right? And there usually has to be to be a big reason to spur the change. Why would we undergo such an extreme huge change if there was no reason to do it? And so I do believe right now around the world, we are seeing things occur. We are seeing disagreements. We are seeing separation. We're seeing division because this is part of what is going to bring about this change in this honestly kind of breakdown. Okay, we're going to kind of deconstruct things. We're going to reconstruct. This isn't anything to get anyone to panic. It isn't, you know, this is a natural flow. This is how astrology works is that there's a natural flow of things. There's a natural cosmic force. And I believe that cosmic forces are infinitely more intelligent than I will ever be. So I just kind of trust it, surrender to it, try to move through things as gracefully as possible. Um, so I did want to mention that, though, because this is what we are truly seeing. Okay, and so keep your eyes open. The other thing that I wanted to say is that for the last couple of months, I was saying, um, particularly last month, I was saying that there would be issues with the government because Saturn and the sun are opposing one another. Issues with people pushing back, issues with authority, people pushing back against authority, getting angry at authority or teachers, gurus, fathers. And we have seen a lot of protests. We saw protests in Cuba. We saw protests in Europe. The protests in Europe aren't widely covered, but there are a lot of protests happening right now in Europe. There are also protests happening in the Middle East. And so really keep, again, your eyes open to these types of things because Saturn and the sun are about to move into this position where Saturn is no longer directly aspecting the sun, but the sun is still going to be moving with Mars, which again, I discussed on my previous podcast. So if you're interested, please go back and listen a bit more because we're going to start seeing some interesting things happen. You know, and again, I want to remind everybody that this isn't something that happens overnight. It's not like we snap our fingers and then society is going to change. It's going to be slow, incremental changes. Things are going to occur. We're going to make changes. Other things are going to occur. We're going to make adjustments. It's going to be like this for the next 20 ish years as Pluto is moving through Capricorn. So, again, remember Capricorn, what Capricorn governs, the influences of Capricorn, this is what we're going to be seeing these major changes in. And for the United States specifically, we're having a Pluto return. So the structures of the United States, financial elements of the United States, the economic issues of the United States, just again, keep that on your radar. I know this is a new moon forecast, but I wanted to remind everyone because we hadn't spoke about we hadn't spoken about it in a while and we're seeing all of this shift really starting to occur. So again, I hope that you find that helpful. I hope that it's just easier to kind of put into perspective as to why these things are happening and how they're happening and what we can kind of anticipate to see for the next several years. But this is the macro right? When we're looking at slower moving planets, we're looking at great deals of time, we're looking at big spans of time. But when we're looking at the quicker moving planets like the moon, this is more of an acute time. Okay, this is something that we're going to feel more on a day to day basis or a week to week basis. So let's go ahead and move back in to talking about the new moon and what's going to be occurring on the new moon. So the new moon again is occurring on August 8th, 2021 around 1023 uh, a.m. And the new moon is when the moon is completely dark. The moon cannot absorb or reflect any light from the sun. So it's as dark as it can possibly be. 
And the moon is said to represent the masses. It's our mind. It's our emotional state. And the brighter the moon is, the more vitality it's said to have. So when we're having this new moon, it's a very yin time. It's a very introspective time, reflective period, low energy. And we can usually feel the effects of the new moon maybe four days before, two days after. So when you're listening to this, just notice your energy level. Notice what you're feeling. And if you're needing a break, if you're needing to kind of slow down allow yourself that time because again the new moon is um, an opportune time for nourishment and this new moon particularly is occurring in the sign of cancer and so cancer in and of itself is nourishing and it's protective and it's kind and it's gentle so make sure that you're really trying to harness these different qualities in yourself and for the world around you but the next shatra <laughs> that the new moon is going to take place in is Ashlesha. And remember that a nakshatra is when we take a sign and we divide it into even smaller segments so that we can get a more specific reading. And so this new moon is occurring in the nakshatra of Ashlesha. And Ashlesha is one of these nakshatras that has a lot of dichotomy because on one hand, it can be seen as detrimental and destructive and illusionary and then on the other hand it can be incredibly mystical medicinal mesmerizing and there's this really strong authoritative quality to Ashlesha. I do want to say if you have any planets in Ashlesha, if you're Ashlesha moon, if you're Ashlesha rising, this new moon may particularly influence you so pay special attention to this new moon if you have any planets in this nakshatra. But as I was saying, Ashlesha is connected to this really uh, deep transformational energy. And the deity is Nagas. And Nagas is this serpent, okay? And this is another interesting dichotomy that we see because Nagas, it can be associated with this venomous, fire-breathing dragon snake on one hand. And then on the other hand, it's associated to the bed of snakes that we see Vishnu laying on. If you're familiar, if you've ever seen Vishnu, oftentimes he's depicted as laying on a bed of snakes, typically on the ocean or in the ocean. And Vishnu is, again, he's the preserver of the universe. And this bed of snakes is said to stabilize creation. And so if we're thinking about the act of preserving, of keeping things going, we are stabilizing. And so this bed of snakes associated with Nagas, it's said to help stabilize creation. Of course, when we think about serpents, we also think about kundalini energy. And kundalini energy is said to be this serpent that is coiled at the base of our spine. And as we move throughout our day-to-day -day life, this serpent, it stays coiled. And as we do things like meditation or mantra or different breath practices, we can awaken that kundalini energy and the serpent is said to climb up our spine, awakening our chakras and potentially resulting in a kundalini awakening. And so Ashlesha, again, it has this connection to all of these mystical, powerful, transformational things. And it can be quite medicinal. And of course, it can be quite poisonous. In nature, we may find an herb, and if we take it, if we take a tablespoon of it, it could cure us, whereas if we take a bushel of it, it could kill us. 
Okay. And, you know, people who I'm thinking about, Gandhi had his moon in Ashlesha. And so we saw this powerful force, this authority figure and this leader step forward and promote nonviolence. Okay. So there's this leadership ability. There's this authority. And then Hitler also had Saturn in Ashlesha. And he also demonstrated leadership and authority. But of course, it was this poisonous aspect of Ashlesha. So we can see how this energy can be channeled in this highest good and then how we can also see it be detrimental. But what we see from both is that it has a leadership and it has an authority and it has an influence. And Ashlesha is also said to initiate deep personal changes and to awaken our true desires. Okay, awaken our true desires. And if we think about what we want in life, when we think about things that we want, things that we're striving for, what it requires is us taking leadership and taking authority of our life and of our choices. And so there's so much in the sky right now that is pointing towards this, and and we're going to talk about it. But so first of all, we have our new moon. It's a time of setting intentions. And it's in this star that could reveal true desires and also give us a lot of divine authority and give us the ability to step into leadership in our own life or into the environment. And in addition to that, we're having this sun and Saturn opposition and the moon is with the sun during the new moon. So it's like a sun-Saturn opposition, moon-Saturn opposition. And when the sun and Saturn are opposing one another, it can often challenge our authority. It can challenge our inner authority. It can give us issues with authority figures, issues with our father, issues with our teacher, and give us this doubt in our own authority. But if it's used appropriately, if we utilize this energy wisely, what it can result in in us dismissing opinions that are not important to us. So it's not even about pushing back. It's not even about fighting. It's knowing when not to pay attention, not worrying about judgment, not worrying about the opinions of others. It's also about letting go of our limiting beliefs, letting go of distorted thinking, letting go of the doubt within ourselves or the doubt from the outer environment. Again, in order to reach our true desires, in order to really connect with our personal authority, we have to stay true to ourselves. We have to dismiss our limiting beliefs. We have to dismiss the limiting beliefs of others. And we cannot be so caught up or tied to what other people think about us. And I think that all of us have experienced a time where we are afraid to take action, we're afraid to speak our mind, we're afraid to move into a specific path of life because we're worried about what someone is going to think, how others are going to judge us. It could also be that we stifle our own potential because we don't think that we're capable We don't think that we can actually do it. And that could be a limiting belief that we created ourselves, or maybe it was instilled from our early life. But here's the thing. When we look at successful people, when we look at people who have success, and I know we all have varying definitions of what that is, whether it be spiritual or financial or in their career or in their relationship, successful people, first of all, they try. They don't let the fear of failure or the fear of judgment or their limiting beliefs keep them from at least trying. And the other attribute of successful people, of leaders, is that that inner courage 
their inner courage and their belief in themselves and their the faith in themselves it's stronger than the negative voices it's stronger than the limiting beliefs it's stronger than the judgment from those around them and so having that inner fortitude and having that true belief in the self and connection to the self and most of all connection to their dharma connection to their purpose that they can disempower those limiting beliefs and the voices around them you know and seriously if we look around us at successful people they have failed many times. They've been embarrassed many times. <laughs> they've made plenty of enemies. They've, they've had lots of people who don't like them. And what allows them to be a leader and what allows them to be an authority is that they stay connected to themselves and they stay connected to what they believe in. And so I do think that with this new moon, it's such a powerful time to look at our life and ask ourselves, where can we take more ownership? Where can we be more of an authority for what it is that we want? Is there fear of failure or fear of judgment or lack of belief in the self that's keeping us from pursuing what it is that we truly desire? Because this nakshatra, again, it can awaken true desires and it gives us authority and it gives us leadership. So instead of falling into this negative pit of despair and losing authority of the self and losing self-confidence, maybe doing something that's not super good for us, because again, Ashlesha could be something that is inebriating or numbing. Instead of falling into this path, how can we instead fortify that connection to ourself and belief in ourself and belief in our path? What can we do to strengthen that so that we can disempower the limiting beliefs, disempower the judgment? I think that so much of our self-sabotaging behavior is from fear. And that fear is most of the time self-created. It's self-imposing. We make it up and we believe it. When what we really, all we need to do is shift that perspective, shift the perspective, shift the inner dialogue from I'm not good enough, I don't know enough, I'm afraid they're not going to like me, to I am definitely good enough, I definitely have something to offer. This is my dharma, this is my purpose, I'm going to go for it. If people don't like me, I'm going to stand by myself no matter what, and I'm going to rest in knowing that I'm pursuing something I believe in. This is our one life. We have one life to live, we have this incarnation, <laughs> And in this incarnation, we have a dharma, we have a purpose, we have a mission. So what is it? You know, are we going to go for it? Or are we going to allow ourselves to succumb to these limiting beliefs that we can't do it? When in reality, what really matters is how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about our mission, how we connect to our path, how relevant are half of these opinions. You know, and again, I, I want to say I think it's important to care what other th people think. I think it's important to be ethical. I think it's really important to work for the betterment of other people and to keep other people in mind. And there's a balance between that and also disregarding the opinions that truly don't matter because people will have opinions. <laughs> you know, people will be uh, frustrated or angry or jealous or whatever. And a lot of the time that's from its own wounded place. That's its own can of worms. The majority of people who have also found their alignment and have connected with their desire and their dharma, they're excited. 
to see others connect with their dharma. They're excited to see other others' success and achievements and happiness. And so the more, again, that we align with ourselves and we connect to ourselves and our purpose, the more it's going to draw in our people as well. So this is a super, super powerful new moon. I hope that you have some ideas for Sunday. A recommendation is sitting down and asking yourself what success looks like to you. What is it that you want to achieve in this life? What do you want to see? What do you want to do? What do you want to feel? And allow it to be big. You know, allow it to be real and be true for you. And then writing down what's keeping you from it. Is it something that's real? Because sometimes there are real tangible things that can keep you from something. Or is it something that's intangible? Is it something that's self-imposed, like a limiting belief or a doubt or a fear? Because remember, beliefs, doubts, fears, it's all imaginary. It's something that we can change with shifting our perspective. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you're feeling empowered. I can't wait to see what you all create because again if if we're utilizing our gifts and we're following our dharma it makes the world a better place for everybody that's just the way that it works so if you would like to schedule a reading with me you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com or visit my website innerknowing.yoga to schedule yourself i would love to see you on patreon where we talk about how this horoscope how this new moon will affect you personally it's patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast again there are weekly horoscopes there are recorded classes live classes a patron social where we get to build community and of course i have the nine month inner knowing vedic coaching program which is a nine month program that integrates Vedic practices like Vedic astrology, yogic philosophy, Ayurveda to help you build a life of authenticity, meaning, and clarity. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.